Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Come in to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. If you want to find us on any of those social media platforms, all you got to do is search Picks and Parlays. We're really easy to find. I'm also really easy to find on Twitter. Uh, just search my name at Chelsea Messenger. That's my handle. If you want to drop me a line or a pick or a parlay or a juicy uh, money line bet, anything of your choosing, I'm open to all suggestions within reason because uh, I don't bet big. I just bet for fun for the most part. Uh, today, we've got a great show lined up for you guys. A lot of basketball because it's that time of year. Uh, we've got college basketball Friday starting off Davidson. At Dayton, Dayton, one of those hot teams entering the tournament. They have a, a long win streak going and also one of the, the dark horses to make, a, make some noise in the NCAA tournament. And then going into your weekend, we've got college basketball Saturday with some of the big ones. Penn State, Iowa, a big uh, matchup in the Big Ten. UF at Tennessee, Auburn at Kentucky, and Duke and Virginia. Uh, as an NC State fan, <laughs> it's been... Uh, fun to watch Duke kind of struggle as of late. Uh, this big, mighty Duke team that, granted, it's not the, the talent level that they're used to having, but they lost to two unranked teams in the past oh, week, I think. They lost to NC State by 22 points and also in overtime to unranked Wake Forest. Coach K, uh, he might be a vampire. I think he's at least 117 years old, but some of these games, I think, think they're getting to him. I don't think he'll ever retire, but uh, it's got to be tough on his nerves. Uh, and also, we're talking NBA. Always some good stuff there. Last week, we talked about some of the totals on these games being outrageous. I think it was the Bucks wizards game that was set at 240. Yeah, that game went way over. It was 137 to 134. So... Yeah, a lot of scoring in the NBA. We'll talk some of the trends when betting NBA. Uh, back after the break on picks and parlays, talking college basketball. It appears we are back on picks and parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You know the drill. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter at Chelsea Messenger if you want to shout me a pick or a parlay, something good. Let's start off the show with a little college basketball. We're talking college basketball Friday with Craig Trapp, who is joining us to talk a little college hoops. Craig, how you doing over there? Yeah, excited. You start building that bankroll for March Madness and just a few days away, the calendar flips. The, and, and that gets to, for a handicapper, there's probably no better month out there because it seems like every day, uh, what's it? I think the first college basketball tournament starts in uh, less than eight days. So uh, excited to to get in on uh, some winners for Friday night college basketball. Right, it's a good time of year if you're winning. <laughs> Not so much if you're <laughs> yeah. losing all these games. Yeah, yeah the good uh, thing about college football is you, is you don't you don't bet them every day, so you have you know a long time to prepare. College basketball, if you have a bad night, just wait twelve hours and it's uh, time to go again. Yeah, and you can bet a full card. You can do 10 or 15 a night. <laughs> so, all Absolutely. right, well, let's, not, not let's start. <laughs> right, I certainly don't. Uh, let's start with Davidson and Dayton. Uh, Dayton, one of those teams that's having a really good season, 26-2 and two on the year. Uh, there are only two losses coming at neutral sites. 
they're favored by 11 in this one against Davidson, who's not having the greatest of years, 15 and 12 on the season. Dayton, however, two and six against the spread in their last eight. The under has hit in five of the last seven and six times they've been favored by double digits. They've only covered in one of them. So who do you like in this one? Uh, yeah, I think I like Davidson here getting all the points. This Dayton team just looks like a team that not saying they're going to lose outright, but that that maybe is starting to believe the hype, you know, a little bit. They keep uh, eking up in the rankings and um, this long win streak. And they're a very good team. Don't get me wrong. But at some point, we've seen it this year. Even the best teams lose. Uh, Gonzaga lost at BYU. Um, you know, Baylor lost at home to Kansas last week. I think Dayton is ripe for an upset. I think it's going to be Rhode Island that beats them. I think that's what next week I think it is. Uh, but I think this is a dangerous spot for Dayton here. So I like uh, Davidson plus the 11. You know, like you said, Dayton, they were a 13 half point favorite. Duquesne did not cover, only won by 10. Um, they were a, a 12 point favorite against George Mason. They only won by seven, didn't cover. And then the, the last game before that uh, against Massachusetts, they were a 13-point favorite by eight. So the last three games when they're double digits or more, they didn't cover in any of them. I think that's the, a similar trend tonight. Let's take Davidson plus the 11. And I might even sprinkle just a small bet on the money line. Like I said, I do think Dayton's going to probably lose before the NCAA tournament. I do think it'll be Rhode Island the next uh, uh, few games when they play Rhode Island. Uh, but I think Davidson has, has a decent shot here. And sometimes that's even uh, a good thing for some of these teams because I don't know if you'd even want a huge winning streak heading into the tournament just because, I don't know, I just think it's a mental thing. Well, as a coach, you'd like to, you know, use that as motivation that the, these kids to practice harder and to pay attention in the, the film room and all that kind of stuff. So, yes, as a coach, it's not such a bad thing before the tournament if you maybe lose one. And that's not really going to hurt the rank. And I think they're going to be a three seed coming in sub tournament unless they lose multiple games here down the stretch. Right, because we have to remember that we're talking about some teenage kids here. Uh, it's kids 18 yeah. to 22. And so sometimes they can get a little overconfident. Uh, moving on to Wright State and Northern Kentucky. Northern Kentucky is favored at home in this one, minus three and a half. The total is 145. And a hook. Wright State is 24 and 6 on the season, but 13, 13 and 2 against the number. Uh, Northern Kentucky, meanwhile, 21 and 8, 16 and 11 against the spread. The last meeting, 95 to 63. Wright State uh, winning that one at home as a four point favorite. Do we like uh, Wright State to win again, or do we like Northern Kentucky at home? Well, of course, this is very close. Actually, you know, I live in Cincinnati. This is actually closer than both Xavier and Cincinnati. Uh, it's just, you know, in the tri-state area here. And Northern Kentucky is a lot bigger school than uh, what people realize. Um, they've been very good the last two years. Of course, John Bennett got the Cincinnati job after two years, going taking them to the tournament two straight years. They've just been in Division One. I, I think, what, now four, maybe even five years. But they have made a big splash. Um, they've really kind of dominated this league until this year. Not that they've been bad this year, but Wright State has been the king of this conference this year. The one problem for Wright State has been on the road, but a lot of those road against the spread losses were as big favorites. Of course, they're underdog here. I like Wright State getting the three and a half points. I think this is a nip and tuck game. Um, I don't think Northern Kentucky, they've been, they have not been killing people. I mean, uh, they beat Youngstown State by two points last time out. Youngstown State is not a very good team. Uh, so I think this is going to be a really close game. 
I, I would think that three and a half points would be very good. I also think maybe even sprinkle the money line, like you said, the first matchup, they dominated. So definitely a revenge factor here, but maybe Wright State has a little something uh, because, like I said, NKU has gotten away and won um, the tournament the last two years and, t- and got that automatic bid for the conference. So maybe Wright State has a little something for them here. Let's take the three and a half points, though, just in case. All right, moving on to a bigger line, uh, Washington State uh, at Washington. Washington favoring this one as nine and a half point home favorites. The total is 137 and a hook. Uh, Wazoo actually won at home 79-67 last meeting as three-point underdogs. Uh, Who do we like in this one? It's hard to take this Washington State team, even though in a rivalry I like getting double digits no matter who or where it's being played. Uh, but Washington State did not look good against Stanford, losing by 18 points last time out, uh, lost by nine to a not a very good Cal team, lost by 19 the time before that at USC. All three of those were against the spread losses as double-digit favorites. So, But I do think in a rivalry game, you kind of can throw that out a little bit. Like you said, you also have that Washington State did win in an upset at home as a home underdog in the opening uh, game of this. So the second game, I do think Washington gets the – the win and gets a little revenge in that stake. But I just think it's a little too many points. I also think the under is a very solid play here. Um, this Washington State team has not been scoring very easily. They've scored 57, 57, and 51 the last three games. So under 137 and a half. In fact, the under might be my best play in this one. I just think it's going to be that low scoring a game. I think Washington State knows they cannot outscore people. They need to win in the 60s or at least try to keep this in the 60s to stay close. So I would take the under one as the top play and then a, a little less on the, as far as strength. I would take Washington State plus the 10 points. Some of these upset games, I look at C, uh, their shooting percentage from the field because sometimes if it's a crazy number, they're probably not going to repeat it. But the last time they won, they shot 38% from the field, which is you know not that great. So uh, definitely repeatable. And, uh, well, Washington State's lost four in a row, though. So that scares me a little yep. bit. But Washington, uh, they just snapped a nine-game losing streak. Uh, and they were favored in four of those. So I think Washington might be getting a little bit more credit than they deserve. Yeah, I th- well, Washington, that's a tough place to play. Uh, you know, no matter where you're coming from, obviously, they're not uh, coming from as far as a lot of the Pac-12 teams come. But Washington State is very familiar there. I think in a rivalry game, Double digits is just a little too much. Like you said, Washington was on a long losing streak as well. It's not like they've been lighting it up. I mean, they lost um, to Stanford at home by eight uh, before they did end that losing streak against Cal last time out. So this is not like this Washington team's world beater. Let's take Washington State plus 10 and the under 137 and a half. Oh, you have them at 10. I had them at nine and a hook. Uh, So, yeah, double digits, especially uh, in a rivalry. That's, That's tough. Tough to pass uh, up. And, sp- and, and I know, uh, you know, you know, coming from Cincinnati, you get the Xavier-Cincinnati rivalry. This Washington-Washington State rivalry, you know, people outside of the West Coast, this is a really big uh, rivalry during football season. Uh, you know, the mm-hmm. Apple Cup, it is, it's, it's hated up there. So um, I expect this to be very physical. I think it'll be a lot lower scoring than the first matchup. And, and Washington uh, will win, but I just don't think they cover it. All right, we want to thank Craig Trapp for joining us. <laughs> and if you didn't catch all of his picks, uh, we'll recap at the end of the show. Don't worry uh, if you want to grab a pen and paper. Uh, but after the break, we're talking even more college basketball. Uh, the big matchups come this weekend. 
on picks and parlays if you stick with us after the break. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network and also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, all of your favorite social media platforms. We've got you covered. Uh, you can also head to our website, picksandparlays.net. We've got all kinds of good stuff there, specials, uh, sales, insight, analysis, you name it. Uh, rolling right along with the show, we're talking even more college basketball. Uh, let's talk the big Saturday matchups because we've got some really good ones. We're joined now by Chip Cherimbus to talk some of these big basketball matchups. Hello, Chip. Hey, Chelsea. How are you doing? Doing good. Uh, let's take a look at some of these numbers and these matchups. Uh, Chip's my, fav my favorite uh, when it comes to talking about some of these line movements and some of the numbers because you can learn a lot just by looking at the numbers. It doesn't even have to do... Uh, sometimes with the basketball Absolutely. game itself, uh, you can learn a lot by what Vegas knows. Uh, starting off with the big one, uh, Penn State-Iowa, a big top 25 matchup. In, in this one, uh, number 16 Penn State is on the road at number 18 Iowa. Iowa favored at home, minus three in this one. Who do we like yeah, or what is the play? I think that um, Penn State has had such a great year this year, and they just won a non-cover game the night before. They beat Rutgers on um, on Wednesday. You know, this Penn State team, 21-7, 16-11 against the number, has already defeated this Iowa team at home as, as they were three-point favorites. They won 89-86 um, earlier this season. Iowa's had a great season, but both these clubs, Iowa's at 19-9, and 14-1 at home. I think the number is fair, Chelsea, but I think that Penn State um, has really got a little mojo working for them. The way they came, they had a huge lead against Rutgers and then had to come back and win by one And uh, they after blowing a 20-point lead. So I think they'll be a little bit more serious and a little bit more focused here, um, even though they're on the road. Um, I like Penn State. They're 6-4 and four on the road straight up. I think they have a chance to win this one as well. Uh, Penn State also looking for their fifth straight win against ranked opponents. So they played really well against good teams. And also, I think their stock might have cooled off a bit after losing to Illinois and Indiana. But sometimes right. in, in the sports betting world, you can get more value on teams uh, that their stock's a little down. Well, you're absolutely right about the value. And one thing we've seen this year in particular, particularly on the college level, shall we say, is that every team hits a lull. You mentioned how Duke is, is not mm. the formidable squad that they've been in the past. And the only teams that haven't taken a dive are Dayton, like Greg said, and um, Baylor, who just got beat by Kansas. But how shameful is that after winning 23 in a row? Kansas is going to probably be a number one seed and most likely Baylor as well. So these teams do hit these spots where, you know, like you said, they're 19 years old and, and sometimes we're not aware of they may, may actually have exams or they may have some issues which uh, say wear them down during the course of the year and then they'll try and catch their second win. So um, I, I like this game. I like the Big Ten here and uh, the Big Ten's been great all year, it's had great um, balance and competition. And I think Penn State is a little bit better than Iowa. Uh, just uh, to show the other side, just for clarity, um, I think maybe Iowa's favorite here just because uh, they're at home. They're a good squad, top 25 team, and they've won uh, their past 12 home games in a row. So pr pretty good atmosphere over there. No question, Chelsea. 14 and 1 straight up on the season at home. And if uh, you're, you're laying three, you really need a three point basket to win or maybe to get by. But uh, covering's another story. And we'll see. I think Penn State's defense is very tough. Even though the first game was 89 86, 
I think the interior of Penn State may have an advantage. All right, let's head over to the SEC for Florida, Tennessee. Florida, uh, short favorites in this one, minus one on the road at Tennessee. Uh, Florida is coming off a big win over LSU, 81 to 66, a really good LSU squad. Uh, Tennessee back-to-back road losses to Arkansas and Auburn, but now they're back at home. Who do we like in this one? Well, you know, this, uh, um, this Florida team, I told you last week, I think we were working how this team always gets me one way or another. And here they are, a one-point favorite on the road. Uh, this is the first meeting of the season between these two. But Tennessee has won the last three and covered all three of those. Um, away from home, Florida is no big prize. They're five and six, although they are 10 and five in the SEC, um, Chelsea. Um, this big game win that they had over LSU our last time out, um, they were very impressive. They dominated the play the entire time. They've won four of the last five with their last loss against Kentucky. And that's no shame either, losing to Kentucky. Um, I think they, they didn't cover it. They got beat by seven, I believe it was. Tennessee is 0-3 in their last three out there. They are 12-6 and against the number at home. I think they, the Volunteers might have the Gators numbered of Chelsea. They always seem to be able to get up for this team. They've won seven of their last eight in the SEC or they are seven and eight in the SEC this year. This is the first meeting of the season. The line being so shallow as it is with Florida being ranked or having been ranked in Tennessee, never even smelling the top 20. Um, I think maybe Tennessee's looking for their fourth straight upset. Right. I think that's what stuck out to me is why is the number so small? And I think sometimes in basketball and, you know, a lot of sports, uh, it's a matchup game. And it seems like Tennessee has Florida's number. I don't know why. Uh, you say this is their first matchup this year, which that's worth yeah. noting because uh, it's a different team every year in college basketball. But sometimes it can be a mental thing when one team owns another. Uh, in in football, it's Florida that's been owning Tennessee. Uh, so right. I know the opposite end of that. But, um, but yeah, the well, line this, looks a little shallow to me. Um, this happens in college all the time where certain teams have, like you said, another team's number. I know Penn State. Maryland 35 times in a row in college football action before they finally fell and the game they fell they had a 21 point lead and I guess they figured it was over but this, um, college has uh, different types of rivalries which maybe are we're not quite aware of you know within the state of Tennessee you've got uh, schools from Nashville and uh, and of course the volunteers whenever they have to go up against Auburn that's always an in-state I mean um, Vanderbilt that's always an in-state battle right. so uh, you know the the, uh, the college game and these kids who knows why you know, I mean, they, who knows why, but they uh, they seem to get up for certain clubs and, and just seem to, to struggle against others. Right. All right. Well, let's stay in the SEC. Let's go to Auburn and Kentucky. Both these teams are ranked. Auburn number 15, Kentucky number eight. Kentucky is favored in this one, uh, minus five. They have not lost. Kentucky hasn't lost since February 1st. But guess who beat right. them? Auburn. Who right. do we like? At Auburn. Well, you know, they've won seven in a row, and they've covered six of the last seven. We're talking about the Wildcats, who are 16-2 and two at home this year. You know, this Auburn team started out 16-0, and 0, and they had a great run. They got up to number four in the nation. And what happens? They go to Alabama, their arch rivals, and Alabama waylays them. They've gone eight and four since. They are five and four on the road, but only 13 and 15 against the number. The Tigers' problem, the Auburn's problem, has been shooting the basketball they rebound strong they play great defense they're very well coached they have won the last two meetings and 77 71 at kentucky last year in overtime and of course the game we mentioned this year um at home they already took care of the wildcats but 
They're 11 and four in SEC action and Kentucky's 13 and two in SEC action. This number five, Kentucky has revenge on their mind, but you know, Auburn's coming to play as well. I think they'll keep this one close. All right, and finally, we've got Duke, Virginia. Uh, Duke, the number seven team in the land. Virginia, the defending national champions. They're not ranked, but uh, they should get some credit for that. Uh, granted, they did lose a lot from that team that won it all last season. Uh, Duke, yep. I, I think I said this, but they're minus four in this one, uh, coming off a collapse to Wake Forest where they lost in overtime to an unranked Wake Forest team and also uh, a couple games ago losing to NC State by 22 points. So their stock is certainly not up, but still a very talented yeah. team. Uh, what's the play you like in this one? Well, you know, Chelsea, after that loss to NC State, and I actually watched that game, and they and they were completely dominated. Um, I expect the Duke or the Blue Devils to actually come back with a, a better performance against Wake Forest. They go overtime and just get beat above the 113, 101, or something along those lines. Mm -hmm. um, they've lost the last two on the road, have the Blue Devils, and um, – you know, they're not going to get a number one seed this year, and neither is Virginia, 20 and 7. Both teams, both ACC schools here have had disappointing seasons. I think Duke expected much more out of what they have. They are 13 and 4 in the conference, Chelsea. Like I said, they split the games last season, first meeting this year, and they split in each of the last four years. So it isn't like we have something to gear the second um, contest or second uh, competition between these two. Um, at home, Virginia's 13 and 3. Duke is favored here, and this bothers me because I think Virginia is the side. Um, they've won eight of their last nine against the points. Virginia has really been playing their best ball of late, and 12-5 and five in the ACC. I don't think either of these teams have a shot at winning the title. I know that Duke might be able to tie Florida State, but Florida State has the tiebreaker. So, um, you know, they may be playing out the string. They know they're not going to get a number one seed. I think Virginia at home is the hot club getting the points. I think the public here, maybe the odds maker are misreading the depth of Duke and probably expecting them to bounce back after those consecutive losses. I don't see it here. I can see Virginia's defense keeping this one close. Right. Uh, if you just look at recent form alone, it's definitely Virginia that's been the better squad. Uh, they've won five in a row and coming on a big rivalry win over Virginia Tech, 56-53. Uh, Virginia, not a team that scores a whole lot of points, but uh, somehow they've made it work. Uh, last two games versus ranked opponents, they've split a loss to Louisville uh, and a home win over a good Florida State squad. So uh, they do play up to competition occasionally. Yeah. Well, they, you know, they won the national championship last year after knocking on the door so many seasons. And every, they were, Virginia was always the disappointing team, which comes in with number one ranked defense year after year. And they get to the, uh, the Elite Eight and then get beat. Or they, they make it to the Final Four. And last year, the way things fell, it was a really a great season for them. And, uh, and they earned it. They even covered in the finals. So uh, the Cavaliers <laughs> this year, I think, I think you know, they, they're – they had the hangover from having won the national champion, having, having done accomplished something they hadn't done before. We've seen North Carolina Duke and these other perennial schools get there year in and year out, and they're used to being there. But I think that, I think that the Virginia here is little, you know, riding on their laurels or, or, or patting themselves on the back of what a great season they had. But like you said before, every year in college basketball is a brand new season. And if you look at Kentucky, their top five, seven, eight guys are brand new every year. So um, you have so many people departing for the pros and so much changeover to one and dones. I mean, that's uh, what we had with uh, Zion Williamson. And then mm -hmm. look what's happening to North Carolina now. So, um, well, even, you know, excuse me. 
But the uh, all right, um, we got to wrap you know, it, it up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I lost my place. That's okay. We get going when we talk basketball with Chip. Uh, we're back after yeah. the break talking NBA on Fix and Parlays. Thank you, Chelsea. Welcome back to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube, all your favorite social media platforms. I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. You can find me on Twitter, my handle, just my name, at Chelsea Messenger. We've got even more basketball to dive into right now. We're getting to NBA Rapid Fire Picks, where we've got Tony T and Craig Trapp joining us to talk a little NBA. Hello, gentlemen. How are we doing, Chelsea? Chelsea? All right, let's get right to it. Starting off with the Oklahoma City Thunder and the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, the Bucks, one of the best teams in basketball, especially according to the record, 50 and 8 on the season, but just 34 and 24 on the season when it comes to against the spread. Meanwhile, the Thunder have been one of those teams that have really been good against the number, uh, 38 and 20 uh, against the spread. So uh, this one, the Bucks are favored. Minus 10 and a half. The total is 229. Craig, we'll start with you. Uh, what's your play? Well, this Thunder team has been money, money, money against the spread on the road. 21 and 6 against the spread on the road. I mean, that is rare air uh, for a team in the NBA as far as betting is concerned. I think you just can't ignore that. Uh, I know the Thunder have been a little banged up, but I still think the Thunder have enough to cover the double digits here. You know, the Bucks continue to have these huge spreads uh, against them, and that's the reason why they're only 17 and 12 against the spread, but at home, that is. Uh, but I like the Thunder here getting all these points. I think they, they lose, but I think they do cover and keep it within five to seven points here. All right, Tony, what's your pick? Yeah, I'm with Craig here. I'll take the Thunder plus a 10 and a half. You know, they've covered all eight games in back-to-back spots this season. And, of course, as uh, one thing I like about them is they've covered 10 of their past 11 on the road against teams with winning records at home. So they face good teams on the road, and they still cover those games. And they're shooting the ball very well here, looking over their past five games, 51% shooting, 42% from three. Look, at, I, love, I like the Bucks, but I think it's a little too many points here. One thing I like here with OKC, I like I like Steven Adams. I like that defensive president he has in the paint with that big wingspan. I'll take the points here with OKC. All right, next up, we've got the Timberwolves at the Magic. The Magic favored at home, and this one minus eight. The total is 236. Uh, Timberwolves, 17-40 on the year, 20-35-2 uh, against the spread. Uh, Magic, 26-32, and 25-31-2 against the number. Craig, who do you like? What's the play? Well, this is an ugly versus ugly. You know, Minnesota's just been a very good team this year. And, you know, um, it's it's hard to lay the seven and a half with a team like the Magic, though, that don't score a lot of points. Um, I just think the Timberwolves, you know, since getting, um, you know, Russell from the Warriors, I think that is a game changer for them. I think it finally gives them two uh, guys that play well together. And I think the Wolves do enough to cover this big number. I just think the Magic aren't a good enough offensive team to win at home. So let's take the T-Wolves here, plus seven and a half. It's not one of my favorite bets on the night, so don't go crazy on this game. All right, Tony. Do you like this <laughs> this game a little more than Craig? Well, when you say Timberwolves, I say over. <laughs> so it's over 236. You know, no, you know, remember, their big man, Carl Anthony Towns, is out, so they have really no rim defender. And you saw that game against Dallas. I mean, oh, my goodness. It looked like D-Leaguers trying to play defense. Uh, you know, they played over four straight, seven of their past eight after combining for 225 points 
against Miami. Now Orlando was, believe it or not, you, you see, look, you look at their season-long numbers, but look at look at the recency here. Orlando has played the over in five straight, seven of eight after combined for 250 points and a bad defensive team in Atlanta. You know, as we talked about teams, they don't defend. They're giving up 51% shooting over that past five. But, you know, Orlando's got the offense going a little bit here. Look at their past five games, averaging 120 points, hitting on 47%. Go over in this one. All right. We talked about that being a bit of a trend in the NBA, some of these overs reaching uh, unreal numbers. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the Nets and the Hawks. Uh, these aren't two great teams either. Uh, Nets uh, 26 and 31 on the year, 27 and 30 against the spread. Hawks 17 and 43 uh, straight up, 27, 32 and one against the number. Uh, the Nets are minus two in this one on the road. Total is 233 and a hook. The over is hitting 15 of the last 20 for the Hawks. Uh, anybody like that one? Uh, let's start with you, Craig. Uh, what's your play on this one? Uh, you hit that on the nail on the head. You know this Hawks defense is like non-existent. I mean, <laughs> I've seen fifth grade uh, basketball games, uh, teams play better defense than this Hawks team. I know Trey Young is not going to get in the way of anybody, but I mean, it's like he just wants the other team to score so he can get the ball back and go down and jack up another shot. So I, I think you have to take the over 233 and a half. You know, I'm surprised how good uh, Brooklyn has been uh, when Kyrie hasn't played. So I'm kind of uh, leaning towards the Nets as well. But to me, I think the much stronger play, just take the over and watch uh, the Hawks' terrible defense give up uh, 120, 125 points again, and this one goes well over the total. That seems to be the trend for the young NBA stars because uh, everybody lives in the highlight age. Everybody wants to make highlights, and uh, fundamental good defense, you know, it's not going to go viral on Instagram. So they like shooting these threes yeah. from half court. But that is neither here nor there. Uh, Tony T., what do you like on this Nets-Hawks game? Well, you say Hawks, I say over. I mean, that's really what it is. I mean, they, they sit near the bottom of the league in defensive visibility. They, um, they played the over in 17 of their past 29 at home. And, you know, they've given up 124 points or greater in six of their past seven. You know, that's put up 113 or greater in two of three. Uh, again, you say Hawks, I say over. I'm going to go over the total in this one. And one thing to note, a lot of young players in the leagues, they just don't have the bodies to play defense. If you saw the, if you saw the Grizzlies and Lakers game, you saw that. You know, you you saw how they can. You can't play defense. You can't you can't put a body in front of these guys. You don't have enough muscle around your bones. It's going to hurt. So uh, go over when I hear Hawks. Yeah, unless you're talking about Zion, who is uh, the fact that he some there's a rumor that he's 300 pounds, which what he does with that body is absolutely incredible uh, from a basketball standpoint. Uh, I digress. Let's get on to the the Kings and the Grizzlies. Uh, the Grizzlies minus four at home in this one. Total is 229 and a half. The Grizzlies have been struggling lately. They've lost four in a row. John Morant has uh, shown his frustration to the media. Uh, it's a team that's frustrated and hoping to get back on the right track. I guess uh, playing at home to a Kings team that's not very good might be the ticket. Uh, Craig, who do you like? Yeah, I just think uh, the Grizzlies are going in the wrong direction. This Kings team going in the right direction, six and three. Uh, against this red and straight up in the last nine. I think this uh, Sacramento Kings wins outright. Well, I'll take the four points uh, just because you see so many times in the NBA, um, you know, it's like baseball that almost all the games seem like they went in and run one run. It seems like the NBA, you have tons of end in two or three. So if you give me over that three, you give me that three and a half or four, I'm most always going to take it. I'll take the Kings. Um, I think they went outright, though, uh, in Memphis here. 
And they won the last meeting uh, outright as home dogs, 129 to 125. Uh, Tony T, what's the play you're eyeing on this game? Yeah, I'm with Craig. I'm going to take the Sacramento Kings plus the four. You know, Luke Walton's coaching for his job, so there's some motivation here. And one thing to note here, they have covered six of eight in back-to-back spots this season. And, and uh, you know, the Kings just a better shooting form right now, 38% from three. They're a really good three-point shooting team. So even if they're behind, the back door is going to be wide open. And one thing to note here with Memphis is they're dealing with injuries. Jared Jackson, Grayson Allen, Brandon Clark all out. They accounted for 36 points and 12 rebounds a game. That's a lot here. Uh, there's not a lot of depth on this Memphis. Give me Kings plus the four. Uh, next up, we've got the Washington Wizards at the Utah Jazz. Jazz favoring this one, minus 10.5. Total is 230. Uh, the Wizards, not a great team. Uh, 21 and 36 on the year. But they have covered in some of the recent ones. I know that Bucks uh, wizards game we talked about last week, that was 137 to 134. What an over game. I think the total on that one was 240. <laughs> So that one went way over. Uh, meanwhile, the Jazz are 36 and 22 on the year, but they have a losing record against the spread at home. Craig, who do you like? I, I, if you would have told me this Jazz team at any point of the season was going to be four and six in a 10 game stretch, I'd be like you're crazy because I thought heading into the year this Jazz team was going to be the top three, top three defensive team, and they were much improved what it looked like on paper on offense. And I think they, that offensive improvement has been shown. But the defense hasn't always been there, the consistency at least. And that spells trouble against a Wizards team that can score. Like you said, last week against the Bucks, they put up points at will. Bradley Beal shooting and, and playing out of his mind on offense. I like uh, the Beal and the Wizards here getting the 10.5 points. I think it's just too many points for a Jazz team that's just 3-7 and seven against the spread in the last 10 games. Tony T, too many points? Or do you like the total of this one? Well, you see, Wizards, I say over. I mean, go again here with the over in this team. I defensively on defensively on the road, they give up 123 points a game, giving up 50% shooting. Yes, the Jazz, they've been struggling defensively. Uh, looking at their numbers, they've been terrible. 49% shooting allowed, 43% from three over their past five games. But they are they are providing some offense here. One thing to note here, the Wizards have gone over in 18 of their 27 road games. You say Wizards, I say over. A lot of overs from Tony T. I like it. Those are more fun when you're pulling for the over. <laughs> nothing worse when you have the under and somebody jacks up a three at the last second. Uh, finally, we've got the Denver Nuggets uh, at the L.A. Clippers. Clippers minus five and a half point favorites at home in this one. 218 and a half is the total in this one. Nuggets 40 and 18 on the year. Clippers 39-19. Uh, the under is actually hit for the Clippers. Five of their last six. Uh, the Nuggets won their last meeting in Denver, 114-104 as one-point home dogs. Craig, uh, what's the play? Well, since this Clippers team uh, two games back got healthy, they've really been good. Um, and I think you're going to see that continue here. Now, the question is, can they cover this big a spread? Because five and a half points against a Denver team that actually has the percentage points is just a little bit ahead of the Clippers here. That's a, a lot tougher card, but I think you have to ride the hot hand at this point. I do think the Clippers, you know, they they look across, um, you know, the, up in the rafters and they see the Lakers, um, you know, and, and the big brother syndrome is always there. They want to one-up the Lakers. You know, of course, um, Steve Ballmer has has brought that to the Clippers and brought them legitimacy and Kawhi Leonard and, and, and George, of course, as well, them coming over this year. I like Doc Rivers and company to keep it going here. I think it's going to be a great game, uh, but I do think, 
think it's about a seven-point win, so it's going to be right on that number. Going to have to sweat this one out. Let's take the Clippers minus five and a half. All right, Tony T, what's the play? Yeah, whenever you look at the Clippers, look at that injury report, and you got Beverly Leonard and George Plain. It's a clean injury report. I'm with Craig here. You got to take the Clippers laying five and a half. I think that loss to Sacramento Kings was a wake-up call for this team. They realized, hey, we got less than two months left in the regular season. We got to get our act together. We got to get our, our team fine-tuned for the playoffs. I think this is a, a good test for them here. One thing to note here, Nuggets in recent step-up games dropped the 12-point decision at OKC, lost at home to Lakers. But one thing to note, look at the Nuggets' defense on the road. They're allowing over 46% shooting. We know the Clips, when their head's in the game, they defend. So I'm going to take the Clippers here, laying the five and a half. No over on that one? No over. Nope. All <laughs> right. That wraps... Oh, yeah, that's true. Uh, all right. That wraps up our NBA rapid fire segment. Thank you, Craig. Thank you, Tony. Yeah. Great stuff. I think that, you know, Chelsea, on this one, one of the keys in this game is, you know, the Clippers, they do not want to have to face the Lakers until the, the Western Conference Finals. So this is a pretty big win since they're percentage points behind this Denver team. They want to be the two seed. Well, the one, they'd like to be the one, but most likely it'll be the two seed behind the Lakers. So this game is a little important because, of course, like you said, Denver did beat them last time out head to head. Right. It'll be yeah, interesting for the Clippers. The Go ahead. Is you don't want to you don't want to play too many games in the playoffs in the mile high because that will that will definitely take a toll. So you definitely want home court in that series. You got to take care of business, and we'll see if the Lakers, if the Clippers can finally remember their biggest nemesis under Doc Rivers was winning playoff games at home. Remember that they've always had trouble doing that. We'll see with the Paul with the Paul crew, but we'll see now with the Kawhi crew if they can fix that in the postseason. All right, and now we'll wrap it up. Always good insight from those two. Uh, that's our segment. We're back after the break on Picks and Parlays. Stick with us. Back to Picks and Parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Also streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You know the drill. Uh, I'm your host, Chelsea Messenger. I'm back. Uh, and I've got all of the picks from today's show. I've got them in a nice little package ready to go. Uh, in case you weren't paying attention, or if you just want a nice little recap, we started off with college basketball Friday picks from Craig Trapp. Uh, Davidson at Dayton. He likes Dayton, or excuse me, Davidson, uh, to cover that big number, plus 11, Wright State at Northern Kentucky, taking Wright State at plus 3.5. Washington State, Washington, taking the under at 137. And a hook. Chip gave us some college basketball plays for the Saturday Penn State, Iowa taking Penn State in that big conference matchup. Plus three, Florida at Tennessee taking Tennessee uh, in that one. Auburn, Kentucky taking Auburn plus five. Duke, UVA taking Virginia plus four, the defending national champs. Uh, and finally, NBA rapid fire. Craig Trapp gave us some picks here. Uh, Thunder at Bucks taking the Thunder plus ten and a half. Wizards at Jazz take the Wizards plus ten and a half. Timberwolves Magic take the T-Wolves plus seven and a half. And finally, Tony T gave us his NBA rapid-fire rapid picks as well. Thunder Bucks taking the Thunder at plus ten and a hook. Kings of Grizzlies take the Kings plus four. Wizards Jazz take the over uh, to hit 230. Nuggets Clippers taking the Clippers minus five and a, and a half. Timberwolves Magic, he likes the over in that one as well at 236. And then finally, Nets at Hawks take the over uh, at 233 
and a half. Is that enough basketball picks for you? I hope so, because that's our show. Uh, it's been another great show. Thanks for joining us. We're here every weekday and also head to picksandparlays.net for all of your sports betting needs. We're back tomorrow. See you guys later. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.